0: Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans, for fans of your Milwaukee Brewers.
1: Hey, Brewer fans, welcome to a Brew Crew Review Podcast. Uh, this is Craig, joining me today is Scott and Vince. How are you doing, fellas?
2: Hey, Craig. Hey, Scotty. Hey, doing all right. Great to be here, and thanks for tuning in, guys. Let's hang out and talk yeah, a little you... bit of brewers. We got a lot to talk about, so much. Yeah, we do. Right. Hey, guys, is uh, Chad on the set or, or no? Um, no. I, but I actually found out for real this time what uh, what happened with Chad.
0: Where is um, he? You know? I guess
2: he's he's under the weather right now. I guess he's got um, it's okay. So you know that coronavirus that's really going around. He has PAPS virus. Um, I guess he had a really. Like kind of a crazy night last night. So yeah.
0: yeah. It, Craig Craig actually got the coronavirus one year. I think it was Opening Day, two thousand five.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, it happens. <laughs> I've had Milwaukee's best virus. Is that That's what you call?
1: Sense. Is that what you call the sickness you feel after drinking fourteen Coronas? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> yep. That's the one. <laughs>
2: uh. Milwaukee's best virus. That would be like um, Cryptosporidium, right? Do people remember that still?
0: No, I don't know. I do, I do. Okay, at
2: least well. Well, I know you
1: guys both uh, have returned to your warmer climates after being here for the holidays uh, in the great state of Wisconsin. But uh, I'm still here, uh, staring out the window, waiting for baseball to come back. Um, In the meantime, uh, the Brewers um, had their annual event where they give Brewer fans a little taste of what's to come this upcoming summer and that was the Brewers on Deck event. Um and uh yeah, a lot of pretty much all the players on the team were there, uh save a couple of couple people that were missing. Uh namely I did not uh there was not no sighting of Jed Jerko or Louis Urias and a few others, but uh for the most part, um yeah, it was Interesting experience, um, lots and lots of brewer fans out there, um, so many so that it took upwards of an hour to enter the building um, so there also may have wow. been some, there may have been some lack of proper preparation on the brewers event coordinators, which that's happened many times before I'm sure um, but with that being said, uh, once you got inside, there was plenty of plenty of uh, Great fun stuff for Brewer fans, including a first-time exhibit of a Brewer's museum, which largely consisted of three display cases. Fortunately,
0: <laughs> Craig, they do that. Oh, wow. Craig, Craig, they uh, they do that every year for the museums. Oh wow. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, they do that every year. Pat Rogo used to run that thing, and uh, they used to just put up like the the eight by 10 team picture, uh, from each year. And then they do like a TV with different highlights from, I think it was usually opening days, but different games from different seasons. And then they've got a couple jerseys, usually just from, you know, young, Molitor, Ganner, the usual suspects, and some 82 stuff. And that's pretty much it. But it's funny that they set this up for one day and I, I, Craig, did you, uh, did it take an hour with our press passes to get in or, or that just, how did that work with the press passes today?
1: Um, I was standing with my camera in the area just in front of the area with the people with the press passes, and they kept asking me to very politely to move out of their sight line, which I did not. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, no,
0: did not get that. Um, yeah, so that I co- yeah, I haven't been for a couple of years, guys, but it seems like this is, has grown in popularity. And one thing we we had our interns put out on social media today is, you know should the brewers make this a a two-day event or maybe an all-weekend event Uh, a lot of other teams do that and it seems like you would do a lot to sort of mitigate the crowds that show up you know you're you're jamming a lot of stuff in to like a five-hour period in one day
2: yeah like the boat show come on down to the boat show at mecca
1: No, I think they are definitely, based off of the outpouring of supports by Roar fans there today, I would assume that they could have no problem at this point um, filling them two-day events. Um, Yeah, so I mean, I think this is the first one I've attended in about four or five years, and I I would say it was two to three times as crowded. I don't know if they oversold the amount of tickets or something, or whatnot, but, uh, I mean, it's obviously a lot of people are fired up about the Brewers after back-to-back playoff years, which has not happened since 81 and 82, if I believe. If I... Yeah. So, I mean, that was, I don't know, a couple of decades ago. So I, I can see why the, um, Brewer, Van, the Brewer nation, so to speak, is definitely fired up about the upcoming season. Um, and uh, no
0: it, it's guys it's cool because then craig i know you had to sit on the, the cold for an hour today but i i think i've always liked this event simply because it was sort of the first event of uh spring it's a new season you know it's the first baseball event that's happening in wisconsin in 2020. um so i've always appreciated it for that that and saber day which is the same weekend every year which is really exciting for me and craig i know that you and i went to the uh, ken keltner saber chapter meeting Way, four years ago or so now, uh, down at the Brat Stop, and had a great time. And it's, and it's, uh, it's kind of that, that, that is what is the exciting draw for me is that it's all the same weekend, and it's the first baseball thing, and spring training starts in three weeks. I mean, it's pretty crazy.
1: And as a little footnote, I would not even be here if it wasn't for the existence of the of Kenosha's world famous Brat Stop. As apparently that's where my parents uh, met. So,
2: <laughs> wow. Yeah.
0: Wow.
1: And that's the first time I was ever there, by the way, but that, yeah, that was awesome. Uh, But no, I mean, (laughs) the the event today, I mean, just the excitement and uh, I I think, you know, obviously um, people in Wisconsin can't wait for the the snow to melt and the spring to come around and it just shows you it's not, it's coming right around the corner. I mean, Craig Council was up on stage and he said something about, well, we got to get to work here in two and a half weeks. And when he said that, I was like, that's awesome. Two and a half weeks only? Uh, Bring it on. (laughs) I mean, obviously, the pitchers and catchers report on middle February, and then it's on from that point on, and it's a very long season, and gotta love almost every single day of it if you're a baseball fan. So,
0: absolutely, February twelfth, guys, is the uh, first day of pitchers and catchers report for the Brewers.
1: Awesome. Awesome. Well, so with that being said, um,
2: what do you think was the best of, part uh, about the uh, on deck? Uh, just the entire experience while you were there anyway, like anything, any any great memories really stand out or anything really cool? Just for our... our well,
1: they, they had a, a a whole separate level for uh, the kids, uh, activities for kids, actually, uh, which I don't know if it's the first year that or not, but I thought that was pretty cool, even though I, I can not afford to bring my kids. But anyway... Um, <laughs> the uh and they're also too naughty but anyway yeah so i mean that was pretty cool so it's just another thing for families and uh i guess the, the highlight part of it again um uh, first time i've seen it. they've had it from previous years but they had a little interactive area where kids uh, could play with um play like pool or ping pong with brewers um granted they weren't you know christian yellage and Florence, kane but it um I saw Alex Claudio playing uh, ping pong with a kid. Um, I also saw Freddy Peralta at one point um, and a few others so I mean, I thought that was pretty cool um, so yeah
0: they've done they've done that in years past as well. It's pretty awesome. They've done that for a while, and they're like it's it, it's cool just because they've got the, that interaction going on. Did you play ping pong, Craig?
1: no I didn't um didn't have time for that but um but no, there were some other very interesting things um josh Hader was being interviewed on one like side interactive stage and when he left that a, a huge mob i don't know, I don't know about huge but a, a mob of about 30 to 40 burr fans literally followed him over to his next spot and he was gracious enough to stop along the way and sign some autographs for mostly kids uh that were surrounding him and he had a very tough time even walking through the crowd even with his um you know, attendant or whatnot that was walking along with them trying to clear the path so i mean it, it, it i had not seen that in previous years there even with the big name stars and whatnot so um i thought that again it's just really just showing a whole nother level of uh, what these brewer fans are experiencing from the great fans in milwaukee and wisconsin
2: i wonder if maybe instead of like ping pong with current brewers what if they had like beer pong with like former brewers or something like that. Um it it obviously would be in a, a completely different wing, you know, or a different area, but it it'd be nice to like, you know, play beer pong with Gorman Thomas or something like that.
0: we would do that at one of your normal bars in West Dallas So many nights, guy.
2: I mean no, I don't maybe actually there was a rumor that Yount apparently lives like right above one of uh bars that I frequent. Um a lot of my friends actually saw so him there, but I never did. So, oh well. Didn't play beer pong with him.
0: Interesting. But no.
2: Hey, Craig did,
1: great... Craig,
0: did you have an opportunity to catch up with our anonymous source, Tom Carter today? Was he there? Damn it! I knew a... uh, oh. he works at he he works at the Brewers, so we just wanna, I, I figured he would be there. Guys. Yeah, I did not see T.C. down there, which he likes to
1: refer to, by the way, um, on air, for sure. Um, yeah, no, I did not see T.C. He may have been there for sure. In fact, he's such a big burp fan. I, imagine, I can't imagine that he'd not be there, but he also doesn't like crowds or idiots, so he may not have <laughs> actually been there.
0: I don't know. We have to ask him. But uh, We had a covert meeting there one time. It was pretty cool. He gave us a lot of inside information.
1: Awesome. You may not Um, also like children, so I don't know. It's probably not a good scene.
2: (laughs) Do we have any um, inside information on uh, Luis Urias and his uh, wrist injury?
1: No, there wasn't anything more light shed on that, Um, you know, um, or even a question asked, at least I heard. So um, I I hope all is well there. Um, I guess. As an insurance policy, um, policy, the Brewers still have Orlando Arcia on the roster. So, um, and Sogard, um, So, Oh, yeah. So I guess we've got plenty of quality depth at the shortstop position. Um, but, no, I mean, definitely hope they mix it back in time to start the season. I, I really do feel the plan is to have him start um, – have him basically be the starter at shortstop. Starting twenty twenty, no one said that in as many terms, but it sure seems that way. So we shall see.
2: Well, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to frighten anybody or anything like that. But um, the fact that he was like um, obviously down and playing in winter ball and and got flew all the way up here and he's seeing a specialist now. Uh, they said they're going to announce something um, probably in in a few days. Um, but just the fact that they've taken these extreme steps um, kind of makes me. Uh, think that this could be uh, a pretty significant injury. I certainly hope it's not. I know after like uh, going through like the what was it the Ricky weeks with two wrist injuries that were pretty significant. I really don't want to speculate that it's anything like that, but um, I, I don't know. I'm I'm really afraid that this is going to be something that might keep him out a while.
1: Yeah, let's let's hope for the best for Luis Arias and he- gets back on the field as soon as possible because it was definitely an exciting trade that, you know, obviously sent Trent Grisham over and Zach Davies over to the Padres. So, um, and Matt Lauer also was absent today, actually, for some reason. Matt Lauer and Brad Anderson weren't there either. Uh, but, yeah, both Matt Lauer and Uri- uh, Lewis Urias, um yeah, definitely, I think will be an integral part from the 2020 Brewers. One interesting question, someone from the crowd asked Craig Council, uh, and those are always a mixed bag of, you know, why, why did that guy get a microphone type of type of thing? <laughs> but the, one one uh, fan asked Craig Council, he prefaced this question by saying something like, well, obviously Brandon Woodruff shown by his pitching great in the wildcard game last year that he's, you know, our his pitcher. But uh, in a five- or seven-game playoff series, you know, what, how would you line up the rest of the rotation? and uh Craig Council and Dave Serarns both had a pretty good laugh at that, and they were like well i I'm glad you're so optimistic that we're already in the playoffs, so I guess um if we got to that point, that means <laughs> quite a few of our uh pitchers that we inserted in the rotation didn't did very well, but he he said he has a feeling that there's gonna be a surprise member of the rotation that steps up into um you know." basically a number two starter Well, He didn't spell it out as much as that, but um, as saying, like, you know, Freddie Peralta is going to be the game two starter or something like that, which I thought would have been an awesome answer to this stupid question. But, um, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I really think that, you know, they have some belief in some of the pitchers that they signed um, that can, you know, pitch above their abilities, so to speak, and hopefully, you know, have the Brewers contending up into the playoffs again in 2020.
2: Well, I mean, for what it's worth, I mean, we had a we had our own TV show, and we had, you know, degrees in journalism, and people still wondered half the time, like, um, how we got a hold of a microphone. So I guess, you know, in fairness, some of these people that maybe aren't used to having one in front of them, um, you know, it, it happens.
1: Well, no, and, and I mean, I think that the question is, like, I mean, it was almost like a, backhanded kind of question like um, were you guys planning on getting any other good pitchers besides Brandon Woodruff on this roster because I failed to see a game two a
0: playoff starter at this point. <laughs> I mean that's
1: kind of how the question was failed almost uh, which made me laugh but uh,
0: anyway, I mean is Eric Lauer our number three starter or number two starter at this point? Oh I mean. hope not.
1: But... I don't even know if you can really I don't even know who we'd open the season with yet. Maybe just because he was a Brewer last year, I would maybe say like Adrian Hauser, which is kind of ridiculous because I don't consider him to be anywhere near number two
0: third. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. It's possible. I mean, if we're, if we're going to go through, we maybe should talk about the rotation this year. I mean, Brandon Woodruff is clearly the ace at this point. We traded away Zach Davies and Chase Anderson, uh, acquired Eric Lauer, uh, still have Adrian Hauser. Lost Gio Gonzalez, uh, uh, Brett Anderson. Models. I mean, Diamond in the Rough. Yeah, we've got Brett. Brett Anderson could be our number two starter. Lindemann. I mean, he was signed. He was signed for more
1: for, for depth, I believe, like to be a sixth or seventh starter in case of injury, maybe.
0: I doubt.
2: I think that, think. I think he's probably depth at the ace position. He's probably back there. I, think, I, I, I or no, think maybe at maybe
1: he's
0: flat in fifth and then as soon as
1: he's injured, the other guys will step in. Yeah, I, I, I you know though. Worse.
0: we're... It, if we're being serious and we're looking at the rotation, I think I think it's going to be Brett Anderson, maybe our number two starter on paper at least, or or maybe Eric Lauer. I guess I don't know.
2: At least when all is said and done, when you look at the stats of twenty twenty, you'll probably look at Brett Anderson and say, "Yeah, he's our second best starter."
1: So. Well, well, let's let's do it this way, guys. Is if we're gonna predict, oh know, no, since that was a question. <laughs> trying to pr- tr- trying to predict um, all the way into uh, October for the Brewers. And which pitchers will actually step up this year for us. If you have to rank the the best brewers on how they're gonna pitch in twenty twenty with their current starting fly rotation and also add in Corbin Burns and Freddie Peralta as dark horse, you know, for six and seven, rank how you feel the top seven brewers starting pitching that will finish the year um, in best stats or best years so to speak, um, from one to seven. To top go seven? I'm yeah, I
2: don't even who okay. the seven are. Sure. Okay, fine. Okay. Got I'll,
1: so, quick go over I'll, I'll take it. it. I'll Holliger, I, I, I Josh I, I Lindblum, I, I, Brett Anderson, Eric Lauer. Josh Lindblom. Freddie Feralta Craig? and Carbon Burns. Okay,
0: so, let's see. talking take... about the rotation?
1: Granted, either of those two younger guys might not have even sniffed rotation for all. We know I'm just throwing their names out there as someone. No, no, wait wait, possible wait, start. wait, 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 wait.
0: We're just, we're just talking about the rotation, not the...
1: Yeah, just rotation. So r- okay. rank, rank your top. Yeah, okay, okay. Just based it. off I, talent I, or how you think they're. mostly will see who they're gonna, how they're they're gonna finish. You know, twenty twenty stat, with the best stats? You know, one through seven of
0: those guys. Okay, Woodruff, Anderson, uh, Lauer. I like Peralta. Actually, I like a little. I like Peralta a little bit more than Lauer. So we'll go Peralta, Lauer, and boy, I guess Hauser. Do we need more than five starters? That would be my top five. I guess it's the season where we to start tomorrow. Uh, and then what? what and then Lindblom and Burns to round it out. I guess. Lin, Lin, no, I think Burns is done. I think Burns is totally okay. – I hate to Uh Lindblom, I think, will be in the bullpen. So. Oh, and one other guy that could kind of be a swingman
1: and part of the rotation plans, and possibly even force himself into a starter at some point, depending on how he pitches, could be Brent Suter. So, again, you could, if you want to add a name outside of, you know, the ones I listed, that's yeah, too. But never know. Scott, do you want to go next?
2: I, yeah, I mean, I'll just, I'll just rattle them off just to try to make it quick. I think Woodruff uh, is the clear number one. Um, Hauser had some really dominant games. Uh, he also had some not so good games, but I'll say him second, then Anderson, Lindblom, Suter, or Peralta, Burns. Is that? Did I miss somebody? Probably.
0: Sorry, guys, got cut off there.
2: That's fine. Oh, I think, I, I
0: think, think yeah, all, all right. Yeah, no, I didn't, have, I didn't have anyone else. I didn't have anyone else to name, actually.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, that's fine. That'll do. Glad we All
1: here. right. My ranking it. will go Freddie Peralta, number one. Brandon Woodruff, number two. Number three, Josh Lindblom, number four. Uh, Adrian Hauser, number five. Eric Lauer, number six. Corbin Burns, number seven, Brett Anderson. If Brent Suter gets in there, he'll be one notch above
0: Brett Anderson. What, what what evidence have we been given that Lindblom is going to be anything other than a bullpen pitcher at this point? I mean, is he even stretched out to be a starter?
1: Well, he just won the Korean League equivalent of the sign Award and agreed to a three-year deal with us, given the fact... I think... I, don't, I haven't read as much, but I think he's he signed as if he was going to be a member of the starting rotation just because that's what he did for the last two years in Korea. It's just solely a starter.
0: Didn't, didn't Stearns announce that he's going to be in the bullpen already? I thought I read that, but maybe I'm wrong. We'll, we see. Have our interns that up yet?
2: we'll see. It might be like one of those things where like, we're trying to deal a starter and that's why we're saying that he's in the bullpen and then we're going to deal a starter and get something. I don't know. You never know with Stearns. He's always got some kind of hidden agenda. I'm not saying that in a bad way, like, it usually works
1: out. Well, I, I did not see that tidbit of information, but the way – I did see what Josh Lindblom talking to fans at, at the interactive stage today, and he was – the way he was answering his question was presumptive as, as if he was going to be on the part of the rotation. So who knows? You know, I guess anything can happen. But I yeah, I, I would be – I guess the whole point of this, this entire exercise is the fact that on paper going into 2020 season, who, who us as fans and, you know, people in the media have listed as a number one through five starters, I feel is going to be drastically different than how the season actually ends up, whether, why that would be, or who that's going to be. I, I don't know, but I just feel that, you know, it's drastically going to be different. And, and if we look back at the starting rotation going into last year, where we had Pencil, and you know, Peralta, Woodruff, and Burns, all his members are starting rotation going into, 2019, Woodruff was the only one who ended it in rotation. So that just goes to show you that you know, best laid plans can have kind of changed But I think that the depth that we have, you know, and the ability to possibly add people via trade or whatnot, I think that the whoever finishes or gets in the playoffs as our number one through five starter what have you is going to be vastly different than what what we're thinking right now. I guess that's the main point of this exercise, in my opinion, at least.
2: Um, is it true, by the way, that? Um... Stearns was asked like if there was any kind of breaking news or anything like that or any kind of announcement. And he said, quote, that there was still something still in the like or he still had things quote in the works. So I, I don't necessarily know what that means. I interpreted it as either us working to, I don't know, extend Yelich or that he's still obviously trying to work on a trade, but hard to say. I don't know. Did you hear anything about that at all? At the on deck thing, Craig. So I'm gonna say that's no, but I, you know what? That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was really hoping. Um, I guess I'll wait for Craig to come back. But um, while well, we, we'll uh, do... it's okay. We can. No, no. I mean, I'm not gonna. W- I mean, wait, like with dead air. I mean, like I'm gonna stall. So here were the questions that I told Craig to ask. I'm sure he asked all of them because they usually let people ask, t- like, all the questions they want, right? Um, yeah. What movie uh, the Brewers are going to parody next? Um, then we could ask Christian Yelich if uh, Cody Bellinger thanked him for the MVP award yet because um, if Yalich doesn't get hurt, Yalich uh, is going to hang on to that. Um, oh, ask why they wait until the 51st season to celebrate 50 years. and.
1: Um, well, I did get the answer to that final question, Scott. Um, oh, good. They assumed that the fans couldn't count.
2: Oh, well, that's fair. Well, so, I mean, they can, but not – 50 is kind of a high number. So, um, Yeah, but
0: we, we counted that, and we sent them a, a paper copy, or at least I did, of the years, counted out, and it didn't seem to do much for the Brewers. Playing. I'm going to
2: – I'm just going to, you know what, let me answer this for the unofficial PR position I have with the Milwaukee Brewers, because I, I don't have that position. But originally, I thought that that was what I was going to be when I got out of college and was working there. And I thought, oh, this would be great. I'll use my PR degree and work for the PR department. Um, Makes sense. Full, like, full transparency here. Um we just spaced on it. We totally forgot it. it was 50 years last year. Somebody mentioned it, the season had already started, and we were like, oh, great, what are we going to do? And we're like, well, I'll just do it next year. So that's the unofficial answer. Um, I also, Craig, I wanted to know if you were um, if you were going to ask if they had any inside info for us now, um, which it sounds like somebody might have beat you to that one and asked that one. Um, or if we have to wait until Ken Rosenthal breaks it or wait an hour after that for Tom Hardicourt to post it. Um, And then I really wanted uh, Brett Suter to do an impression of Craig Council, um, like some kind of locker room speech or something like that. I think that would have been uh, pretty hilarious. I feel like Brett Suter probably does the most impressions of anybody um, in that locker room.
1: I think you're right, Scott.
2: But oh well, what can you do? Well, what do you think? Do we got anything else here on the docket, or? Well, well I guess one uh, thing. I
1: guess again, trying to be not be negative or anything, but but, uh, base MLB.com just came out with their list of top hundred prospects, and uh, the Brewers. Did not have we're the only team in baseball that did not have a top 100 prospect um and also it was stated that out of the top 200 prospects the Brewers only have two which are Bryce Tarang and Kristen Lutz um don't say I necessarily agree with those rankings I do agree that the Brewers if they you know probably don't have a top 100 prospect so um I was going to say that possibly on one of the future podcasts because it's kind of like prospect season. So to speak for, you know, people that rank prospects and all that good stuff and come up with their top 10, top 100 lists, all that stuff. Um, I think that we could maybe bring back one of the old broker view uh, segment staples and do like a top 30 future brewers, even though according to the experts, it's not going to be a very exciting list um, necessarily, but you never know. And I think that hardcore fans still follow the minor leagues and, These players do contribute, and sometimes they come out nowhere in in some regard. Just like last year, where Trent Grisham at this time last year, was a complete afterthought in the system. MLB.com, I think, ranked him like 28th out of 30 prospects, and uh, he ended the year on our playoff roster. So, I mean, things can happen. And one player that was there today that I feel could make a similar leap in value could be Corey Ray, uh, who we drafted. I think in the top five overall picks, um, and really coming out of college at Louisville, was one of the best college hitters in the country with all five tools, so to speak. And uh, he's had some struggles with the bat, with injuries, and what have you, in his time in the minor leagues. And the time for him to step up and kind of put up or shut up, so to speak, as far as whether or not he's going to make, make a living for himself as a future Major League Baseball player, I think comes down into this 2020 season. And I feel that he's got the ability to do that and I would not be surprised if he um, has a great season in the minor league this year
0: or or he's on the major league roster at some point too I mean he's on the 40 man so he's got the potential to be one of those guys that at least spent some time in Milwaukee this year uh, he had a great year in 2018 last year he had a lot of injuries so I think that, that kind of you know, it was one of the reasons why he struggled, and his stats aren't the best from uh, from last season. But you know, he's got a lot of pure talent. It's just it it's it's weird because his splits he's been so uh, I guess polarizing. I guess in in his season so far in the minors, he's either been really good or really bad. It seems like I don't know what that's attributable to, but you know, he's a guy that um, I think the Brewers are viewing as, as potentially at least a part of the uh, the 2020 Milwaukee Brewers.
1: Yeah, and, I mean, and if nothing else, I mean, just to launch his own career, uh, if, if he does uh, have a great year in the first half, especially, and kind of bust out, so to speak, uh, similar to Grisham last year, um, I feel that if nothing else, if the Brewers are contending, he would make a great uh, trade piece uh, and a trade candidate. Because if you look at what the saying of Avi Garcia, um, that's one other thing I learned today is that his teammates call him Avi. So, Avi um, Garcia. um signed a two-year uh, with an option possibly a three-year member here of the Milwaukee Brewers going forward and a corner outfield spot and obviously a Christian Yelich on the other side and Kane in the middle that doesn't really leave too much room in our outfield because we also have Braun in the mix for this year potentially um, so and you know Ben Gamble's on the roster so it's hard for me to envision there being playing time for um, Corey Ray unless there's injury or whatnot so um, with that being said, yeah, I would um, I definitely think that he has it in him, and he's one one of the people I uh, was looking for. And I know a lot of a lot of the Brewer fans got to meet him today, as he was signing free autographs um, there at the event today. So, yeah, I I really wish him the best, and I, I have a strong feeling that he's going to have a a good season this year. Uh, and he's definitely of the age where he's going to be major league ready very soon, if indeed he does that. So, we shall see.
2: Well, and he is somebody, too, that we chose to protect, um, you know, for the Rule 5 draft. And I guess another candidate, um, when we're talking about bounce backs, is definitely Zach Brown. I mean, this is a guy that pitched phenomenal in 2018. And um, last year, he just really scuffled. He he had a lot of trouble. But um, so much trouble, in fact, that we left him exposed for the Rule 5 draft, and no one took him. And people were taking our players left and right. And this guy was still not chosen. So... Um, I get, and and I'm only saying that because like that kind of attests to like how low his stock has kind of dropped in, in the last calendar year, but uh, definitely a bounce back candidate. I mean, he's only one year removed from a phenomenal season.
1: All right. And and, and, uh, I know we might not have too much time on the podcast, but there's one other uh, thing that I heard today that I just want to throw out there for a quick discussion. And that's Ryan Braun was asked. He's obviously in his last year of his contract here as a Milwaukee Brewer. Um, and beyond the season, obviously the Brewers could extend them. He could sign with our team, but it was asked of him, you know, what his plans are beyond 2020 as far as baseball was concerned. And he actually threw out the, and again, it was a question that was kind of asked, uh, which leaned toward that, but whether or not he'd consider retirement at that after the season. And he basically did not play. He said that he always put his family first and he would definitely, um, 2020 could be his last year of baseball for all he knows you know it depends on his health and his family and everything and his production basically which is upheld throughout his contract and so i thought that was very interesting because i mean he is 36 this year but most players you know, of his caliber i should say would probably play up until the age of 40 i would be a little bit shocked if he didn't in fact hang it up after this year so what are your i just want to get your quick thoughts on that
0: i i mean i don't I don't think that he's going to be done after this season. I think that, you know, the Brewers are are kind of putting him in a position to succeed perhaps more than in the last couple of years by allowing him to play a little bit more at first base and maybe be in a kind of a platoon uh, situation. He can play some outfield. He can come off the bench late in games, which I think is going to save his legs from wear and tear. Um, so I, I I think Ryan, if I had to predict right now, I'd say Ryan Braun ends his career in Milwaukee, but it won't be after this season i think they will probably do kind of what the royals have done with alex gordon the last year or two which is to sign him to a one-year deal um as as things go along and just keep him in uh, milwaukee but beyond the current contract as well i don't think he's gonna retire at you know 37 or whatever he would be at that point
1: as, far as an example from your neck of the woods ryan zimmerman just re-upped with the nationals and really has no place to play uh they've got yeah uh holly kendrick and uh Eric Thames to put in that first base and uh, it's hard for me right. to see Ryan Zimmerman being more than a off-the-bench bat. Uh, but again, uh, that would be a cool best-case scenario for Brewer fans and hopefully for Ryan Braun just to come back for another year before hanging up or something beyond this year, but we shall see
0: it. Yeah, and, and that's a good example. You know, Zimmerman leads the Nationals uh, franchise in career home runs, just like Braun leads the Brewers in career home runs. So yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good parallel. I I do think that you know, Braun's going to have some value this year to the, to the team. So that's going to help his case a little bit to stay in town. Um, and again, that's because I think that they're that the team is playing him in a bit, you know, more advantageous position. I, th- I think that he's going to succeed in this role this year uh, in a way that probably, you know, he's kind of get up there. And I don't know that he would necessarily succeed in the same role playing every day in left field, for instance. And,
1: Scott, maybe you have give your interns a quick look at this before the outcast wraps up. But I do believe, as far as just examples of players that have played their entire career on the same team, uh, Ryan Braun and Ryan Zimmerman, I believe, were both drafted back-to-back in the top 10 picks of the 2005 MLB draft, which is one of the most vaunted first rounds ever. Justin Upton, I think, was the number one overall pick that year. I know that um, Andrew McCutcheon was, like, the 10th overall pick. Um, a lot of Troy Truletsky I think was uh, somewhere around seven. Um, what a draft class. And, and I, I don't know that's a very rare thing where players like Ryan Braun and Ryan Zimmerman spend their entire careers with the same organization. And it's kind of re- refreshing to still see that because, you know, um, you know, like Robin Young spending a whole, his whole offering, uh, career with the same team uh, back in the day. Uh, you just don't see that quite as often anymore
2: um yeah Zimmerman drafted fourth Braun fifth and eight of the 12 uh eight of the tw- uh, top 12 picks wound up being all-stars um others uh beyond those that you mentioned Ricky Romero and Jay Bruce I think he said McCutcheon too
1: Alex Gordon was in there
2: yeah Gordon Upton yeah you mentioned them Ricky Romero <laughs> um but, no, I guess the only thing that concerned me slightly with Braun's answer was that you'd like to hear him say something like, oh, well, obviously if everything works out right, I'd love to retire as a brewer. But um, the fact that he even kind of hints that at the end of this year, um, I don't know. I mean, when I look at uh, the, the Ryan Braun now, I, I mean, I don't see a guy that – remember, like, okay, so Cecil Cooper right now, probably the best the best non-Hall of Famer brewer at this point and i just remember toward the end of that year in in 87 he was kind of like it, it was just sort of embarrassing that he wasn't really playing that much and when he was it was very poorly and um like it, it kind of diminished uh, a little bit of like you know his shining star so to speak but um i don't see that with braun i mean i see like a guy that's still putting out some uh some really good quality at bats i just don't think we're going to see like you know 500 at bats from him anymore i mean it's going to be closer to like 400 and so I, I don't know it's gonna hopefully keep him healthy and I, I hope he's still able to be productive for 2020 and beyond in a Brewer uniform
1: and speaking of brawn quality at bats i would say that to me the highlight the biggest highlight of the 2019 season for the milwaukee Brewers, almost altogether was brian's uh Uh, Ryan Braun's uh, mid-September on the road against the Cardinals. A big home run um, that let us win that series against the Cardinals Uh, and really helped, you know, get us toward the wild card. So anyway.
2: Absolutely. Hey, guys, we gotta go. Follow us and stay classy. Go Brewers.
1: Stay classy. Go Brewers. Go Brewers,
2: guys.